Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Gaming Podcast. This is going to be a quick fix, a quick episode. I don't know what you want to call this. I don't know what I want to call this. I need to figure that out. Before we begin, I of course should mention that yes, I know I was away for a little while, more than a little while I should say, but I am basically back. The combination of the pandemic, my family visiting, the holidays, just a lot of things were happening and it made it hard for me to be able to kind of record and keep my schedule going but i am back now and i'm going to be recording and there's a lot of stuff to discuss so that's going to be awesome of course uh, i should also mention that you can email me at amandamangames at gmail.com that's amandamangames at gmail.com you can also reach out to me at amandamangames on instagram that's where i am most active but of course you can also find my twitter which is just amandamangame without the s at the end and you can message me there as well so i think you all know what we need to talk about and it is Activision Blizzard being bought by Microsoft slash Xbox for $68.7 billion, which is ridiculous, but also kind of makes sense. You know, it, it does match what I would assume. Like, I'm, I was thinking my brain of about the price and people kind of just going off about the price, how Disney bought Marvel and all this stuff for Star Wars for like $4 billion or whatever it was. And then... You know, Bethesda got bought for, was it like seven or eight billion? Something like that, right? Like two Marvels or, or uh, sorry, two Star Warses, basically. But the, I, I, when I kind of like look at it, you know, they do own Call of Duty. They do own Overwatch. They own like these properties that are live properties that keep making so much money. I mean, look at Warzone. Warzone is making all kinds of money that I'm just like, you know what? 68.7 billion is, is probably a pretty good deal. So they probably got away with this. And it, it is a little weird. First of all, that like, you know, a lot a lot of the, the issues surrounding Activision Blizzard, all that stuff was happening. We were, everyone was looking at these companies, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox, and looking at what they will do to kind of take a stand. And Xbox had come out saying something of that sort of, you know, we need to, we need to re-evaluate our relationship. You know, I didn't know when he, <laughs> when he said that, he meant just buy them. But obviously, the the buying stuff that's like a long process. It takes it's not just a couple of months. But I'm I, I'm assuming that it's a combination of okay, their stock prices were down, which allowed Microsoft to be able to kind of propose this deal at this price. At the same time, I'm assuming that Activision Blizzard themselves were pretty okay with kind of just getting out of this market, considering everything that was surrounding them and their company. Um, of course, I don't know. You know, there's obviously reports that Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, that has, of course, been in the in the news and the headlines uh, for his involvement in, in all the issues around Activision Blizzard. He will be most likely stepping down once the sale goes through in 2023. This is just rumors and like there's no official report. I should say that right, like official in terms of coming from Microsoft or from Activision. So you know, I would say just wait. I you know, we we hope that. This will be a good direction for Activision Blizzard in terms of what happened in that company and that Microsoft will be able to kind of help them with that. At the same time, we, we honestly, we just, we just don't know. We just don't know. We will need to kind of wait and see. In terms of the, on the gaming side, I mean, this is huge, right? Getting Call of Duty. Call of Duty is still a game that tops the charts every single year. Every month that it comes out, the entire year, it's always the best-selling game in the world, basically. Call of Duty is just that big. And Warzone has been even bigger. And to be able to have that and say, yeah, this is an exclusive that only we have. 
Now, I know there's a lot of stuff going around of whether they will actually make stuff exclusive. Is this more of a Minecraft kind of a thing? I said this before with Bethesda. You know, like with Bethesda, they spent less money like that they spent here. But if they spend this much money, you bet they need, they will be getting some exclusives. Xbox cares about getting you into the ecosystem, be it through the console or through Game Pass, right? They will not incentivize you to come to Game Pass unless they say, yeah, this game is only available on Game Pass or Xbox. So Warzone, I think, will still be on all consoles, which makes sense. That's their, their live product. That's like kind of their Fortnite almost now. And that will be making them a lot of money for, I don't know how long, forever and ever and ever. It'll be making them all kinds of money, which is awesome. On the other hand, Call of Duty, the, the ones that come out yearly, have been seeing a small decline. Not, I, I should say, I don't know if it's significant. Like I'm, I'm using small for that reason because I know people kind of say that it's a significant decline. But when you look at the sales, it's like it's still quite high. So like even though like it is kind of declining, I can see them saying that, okay, these yearly Call of Duty games, like kind of like our Halo Infinite now, is, is going to be on our platform and are on our platform only. And there's going to be a huge dedicated fan base that, for example, went out and bought a PlayStation 4, FIFA and Call of Duty and stuff like that, are going to be now saying, okay, I, these are the only games I play. I don't really care about the console war stuff. I'm just going to go out and buy an Xbox or Xbox Series S and just start playing Call of Duty there. That's it. And I have it on Game Pass. And I think that will be such an easy way for them to get more people buying Xboxes and more people subscribing to Game Pass, especially on the PC side as well. So, you know, on the PC side as well, these kinds of games, Call of Duty, Diablo, Overwatch, these are so huge on, on the PC side. And now, you know, there is a way for everyone to be able to get these games without paying anything. Obviously, you pay a monthly subscription, but, you know, otherwise not paying anything. I think that's such an awesome way to get more people into your ecosystem. I think that's exactly what Xbox is planning to do. So I know PlayStation fans, you know, anyone that has a PlayStation, like, yeah, like the Call of Duty game will be, the, the yearly game will still be out this year because the sale doesn't finalize until I think 2023. And then I could possibly see the 2023 one uh, being on PlayStation as well, maybe, but from this point on or from next year onwards i think just assume that you know what call of duty the the yearly ones at least will only be on on xbox i think the same will go for overwatch and overwatch 2 i am not 100 percent sure if overwatch 2 might go xbox exclusive and say for diablo 4 those are like kind of like in, in between because we just don't have so much like too much concrete information on either but i can easily see those as well just shifting to PC and Xbox only. So, look, I know, like, you know, this is this is like the thing with these acquisitions. It's interesting, it's exciting because Xbox will bring a, you know, set of tools, set of management tools, stuff like that, that will allow a lot of these developers, they will, first of all, give them a bit of comfort that they are, you know, first of all, under an entity that, you know, that doesn't fully rely on the gaming division to make all their money. Because a lot of these gaming companies, right, the, or the publishers, the issue is that because they're focused on games, if they're not making money, you know, a lot of the workers will suffer because of that, right? Like pe people lose their jobs, stuff like that. It's it's so like that's what you see game companies like Double Fine um, be so excited to join a bigger fold because you know Tim Schafer was basically going from project to project, trying to find projects so that he could keep keep his employees. And I think the publishers are are, are no different, right? Obviously they're huge, but they will also they also have layoffs as we have seen. 
So, you know, these these developers underneath the Activision Blizzard umbrella, um, a Blizzard umbrella um, will obviously have that comfort. At the same time, Xbox, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, give them the time they need to make these games. It's, it's no secret that these Call of Duty games come out, you know, yearly, first of all. And a lot of these companies have to go through crunch to be able to get these games out on time because of Activision's cadence of releasing these games yearly so that they can make, meet their revenue for the year, for the quarter, whatever it, it might be. And I think I think most likely, you know, Microsoft will say, you know what, we already have Halo. Now we have Call of Duty as well. That's awesome. But why don't we focus on Halo this year and then let Call of Duty come out next year? And then maybe this year we can fo- focus on Overwatch. Then we can focus on something else. Like I, I, I feel like Microsoft is a company that can do that and make it like almost like a, a, a three-year thing where there'll be like a Halo Infinite expansion or something like something every three years like a new overwatch expansion or maybe like a new call of duty and i feel like three years to four years to like make a game like this would be i don't think it'll be enough i feel like they still need more time to be able to actually make a big leap but that's still better than you know getting a year and i know like they're like three companies that work on it and they they technically get like a couple of years or three years as well in that in that instance but i'm talking about you know call of duty as a whole so like if infinity ward for example, releases the next one next year. I'm hoping that the sledgehammer, like the next Call of Duty after that, will come out three years later. So basically, like there's like a huge gap in that sense. So hopefully, Microsoft is able to kind of give them a proper first of a proper time to be able to make this. At the same time, on the Blizzard side, we've seen a lot of issues with these games, and you know, same thing with that crunch and being able to kind of work on these games efficiently. I'm hoping that Microsoft will be also able to kind of alleviate that pressure and say, yep, take your time, you know, enjoy what you do. I mean, Blizzard was supposed to be like this magical developer that creates these amazing worlds that everyone wants to explore and everything like that. And over time, you know, the the love for Blizzard has definitely died down. And I think Microsoft is a company that can actually build that up, you know, actually kind of get them to what they were before and maybe actually get them to make new things like, you know, rather than Activision Blizzard forcing them, hey, no, we need this again. We need a new expansion. We need a new Call of Duty, stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe Infinity Ward will be like, hey, we don't want to do a Call of Duty. Can we do something else? Can we make like a, a Halo Infinite campaign uh, on the side on something? You know, like, can you imagine the possibilities? Like, it will it will be so cool. I'm excited for that. Now, on the PlayStation side, obviously want to bring that up. On the PlayStation side, I know like, you know, now it's like, okay, if PlayStation doesn't have Call of Duty, they have Battlefield, which <laughs> I don't think they want to have Battlefield. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to have Battlefield right now. But like, what do they do now? I think this will be a good kind of fire starter on, on the Sony side to first of all, invest in, in in these kind of multiplayer games on their end. So, you know, be it Resistance multiplayer, be it The Last of Us multiplayer, or be it a Killzone multiplayer. I do feel that Sony needs to invest in this on their end and create something Halo-like. It's not going to be Halo because Halo has that history. But if they have a very competent, great multiplayer that let's say they release free to play or on PS Plus day one, I honestly, PS5s are so popular, I can easily see that game being amazing, right? Sony just needs to open up and try new things with this. Like, don't give up on the whole AAA thing because that's kind of what got them where they are now. But also try new things, try the multiplayer space, try out, see what you can do. Because at this point in time, they need to assume that, yeah, Warzone is there, but Call of Duty might be gone. And, you know, Sony had like a whole deal with Call of Duty and Activision for a while where their consoles were used for the the, the um, championship 
or these those events and everything like that, like the pro league and all that stuff. And now all that stuff will be gone, right? Because it's it's owned by Xbox. So like it's there's a big chunk of revenue that's being taken away. And I think this is like good for PlayStation to start thinking about, okay, how do we invest in our IP? In stuff that we own and they do own so many good things. They have so many cool IPs. The other thing obviously is the Sony to buy something, right? This is something that I was thinking about. I'm mean, like, do they buy Square Enix? Do they buy Capcom? I, I honestly don't think the thing is like when you look at it after Microsoft bought this, um, the report was saying that now Microsoft or Xbox has become the third biggest revenue generating gaming gaming company after Tencent and Sony. So Sony after Activision Blizzard being bought by Xbox is still number two, right after Tencent, right? And I just found that really fascinating. That just tells you how great Sony and PlayStation was were, were doing up to this point, right? And I honestly think that the fact that Sony and PlayStation have done that without buying any, you know, publishers, it, that says a lot. That says a lot about their company, about their their developers, and about their games. It's honestly it's become basically Xbox playing catch up. And in terms of revenue, Xbox has caught up at this point. They're basically neck and neck. Now it will be about okay. Now how do we innovate what we have? We know Horizon Forbidden West is going to come out this year. We know God of War is most likely going to come out this year. And we know Gran Turismo 7 is going to come out this year. If they have another couple of, you know, exclusive games come out this year from the Sony stuff, who's to say that this does anything to them in the long run, right? If Sony keeps belting out those kinds of games, the things that, you know, when you turn on your PlayStation, you want to show it to everyone and say, look at this, look at, look at what games look like now. And, you know, play games like Uncharted and God of War and stuff like that. And it becomes like a new story. Everyone's talking about it. Like, what, does Sony really need to do anything? Right? Like, there's going to be a set of revenue that's not coming through. But if their console sales are as good as they are now and, and they're just flying off the shelves and people are not like not buying a subscription, but buying games full price like they did for God of War, like for Spider-Man, stuff like that, which arguably will generate so much more money, right? Like, you're buying a game for $79.00 versus paying for something on a monthly basis and maybe you cancel, maybe you don't, maybe you buy a microtransaction thing on a day, maybe maybe you buy it in a month, right? Like if you want to get like a bunch of, of sales coming in or a bunch of money coming in, it will honestly be that first set of sales that come through for a game that's full priced. And that's where Sony is still doing really great. Will that continue? I don't know, right? And this Call of Duty thing, we honestly don't know how bad that will affect them just yet. Right. Obviously, we don't know anything about exclusives, all that stuff. I still believe that it will go Xbox exclusive. But I think this year will be very interesting because this has just happened in January. I think they'll give Sony a bunch of time to think about what's happening, get it, get their bearings and kind of just reevaluate, say that, OK, you know what? We have our AAA blockbusters. We have our AAA stuff coming out. What can we do to fill that Call of Duty hole? What can we do to fill that Overwatch hole? What can we do? To maybe get our own World of Warcraft. We, they already have Final Fantasy XIV. So people people forget that World of Warcraft is great. But Final Fantasy XIV is arguably the biggest MMO right now. And that is only on PlayStation. So I think Sony just needs to take up a step back. Reevaluate things. And just kind of get their bearings. And I'm excited. I'm so excited to see what happens. I know there's all, all the stuff around. You know why consolidation and all that stuff is not a good thing in the gaming industry. Um, I think in certain cases it's okay. Like I honestly I don't. I, at least in my opinion, I don't see how Activision Blizzard going to Microsoft will be horrible for gamers because, you know, they're giving these games away through Game Pass. Like, it's not bad for us. Uh, of course, I would love to know, you know, developer side of things, all that stuff. I would love to know from the, the insiders or, or like the industry experts what they think. 
but yeah, like I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what happens on the Microsoft side. I'm excited to see what happens on the PlayStation side. This is going to be awesome. Nintendo, Nintendo just keep doing Nintendo and, and they're going to be doing well. They're still going to be the best-selling console of all time. So Nintendo does not need to. Probably Nintendo, this is like a little blip on their radar. They don't even care. But thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. I know this was a short episode. I might try a couple of these here and there when breaking news comes out. But we will be back to our more regularly timed episode. And we will also be back with Trevor, Julian, and Sebi to do our predictions and a bunch of cool stuff. So it's going to be really awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Please join me next time. My email is amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All of this will be in the description below. Thank you so much. And see you next time. Bye.